Welcome to the New Yorker's May 16, 2011 issue. We have five articles for you. Lawrence Wright looks at American influence in Pakistan, post-Bin Laden, and John Lee Anderson reports from the front lines in Afghanistan. Then, Malcolm Gladwell has the fascinating history of Apple, Steve Jobs, and the perfection of the mouse. And Sasha Frere-Jones writes that the new album by Stevie Nicks is something old and something new. But first, it's this week's comment. In Exit Bin Laden, David Remnick reflects on the end of an era. The weather on the morning of Sunday, May 1st, was a springtime glory. Crisp, sunny, infinite blue skies, the sort of conditions that pilots call severe clear. Such a morning comes along so infrequently that, especially if you are walking along Vesey or Church Streets, past the startling emptiness of the construction site still known as Ground Zero, the perfection might have evoked memories of the worst day in the history of the city. The morning nearly ten years ago, equally bright, equally cool, when the suicidal fanatics of Osama bin Laden's army steered jets into the Twin Towers— and left thousands to die under smoldering glass and steel. At around 9.45 that Sunday evening, as we were finishing the dishes or putting the kids to bed, the bulletins began. A tumble of cyber hints and obscure details, televised requests to stay tuned for important news, and then, just after 11.30, President Obama striding into the East Room of the White House to inform the country that justice has been done, that Special Operations Forces had just hours earlier completed a targeted operation to kill bin Laden at a lightly guarded compound in northern Pakistan. Soldiers had packed his corpse into a helicopter, the official account said, and, from the deck of the USS Carl Vinson, they slid his properly sanctified remains into the North Arabian Sea. Bin Laden, as medieval ideologist and global terrorist, had a record of accomplishment that was as vast as it was hideous. He did more to slash the fabric of American life than anyone since the Second World War. His capacity to arouse the fevered imaginations of young fundamentalists led to the murder of thousands of men, women, and children, among them Muslim men, women, and children, in Aden, Mogadishu, Nairobi, Dar es Salaam, Washington, New York, Shanksville, Bali, Madrid, London, Baghdad, Kabul, and Marrakesh.